Friends, welcome back. My name is Tiffany Pratt, and this is my love jam. By my side, my bestie Coco on the mic, doing the mix. Say hi, Coco. Yo, what's up? We're just over here in Toronto, Canada, meeting people, discussing our journey, and uncovering all the facts and the figures and the feelings about love. Love comes in many sizes, shapes, and forms. And I'm here talking to some of the coolest people I know all about their journey and the things that they do to bring love into their life. This is a podcast all about that. I want you to laugh. I want you to cry. I want you to write some things down and I want to inspire you because this is your journey. And this little bud in your ear with this wild pink haired woman in Toronto might get you going get you feeling creative, and get you feeling lucky to live a more exciting and colorful life. So I love you now. I've always loved you. I'll love you later. So will Coco. I sure will. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to jam. And we're going to share all about love. And a few other things. What other things, Coco? You know, life stuff. You're right. Life stuff. Let's do this. Tiffany Pratt and I are back for season three of The Love Jam. And Tiffany, who do we have to thank? You know, this whole thing, Coco, would not be possible without my friends at Delta Fawcett Canada. Absolutely. And without their support and their ongoing um, love, really, we would not be here. And it's been from day one, right from season one, right through season two, now into season three. Mm-hmm. They've had our backs. They've supported the message and they want to keep the love going strong in the world. And this is how they're doing it. So thank you so much. And it's not just about supporting the Love Jam, but it's it's about sending a message out to the people that listen to the Love Jam. So we thank Delta Fossa Canada for that. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to the Paltrow today and I'm releasing my vagina scented candle. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am so excited today because we get to talk about one of my favorite topics with one of my favorite people to talk about it with. Jody Melbat, thank you so much for joining me. We are going to talk about, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about colon hydrotherapy. Colon hydrotherapy, folks. <laughs> Buckle up. It's about an hour of poo talk. My favorite conversation. <laughs> so if you've ever wanted to hear a very informed, exciting, wonderful, healthful conversation that involves your poop, you have found the perfect podcast. Jody, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... Truth be told, I needed to share you with the world because I have found such great health and such great vitality in the last, I would say, six months. It's been about six months since you and I have met. Is that true? It is about six months. And when I stumbled into your clinic, it was through recommendation. Sharon, who works with me, has a connection with you through friendship and also understood that you had just taken over this business of colon hydrotherapy. Mm-hmm. And she has known my crazy health journey the past year. And she said, you know, you got to see Jody. Just try it. Because she has been, she was bounding in my studio every day, like completely free. She, she was going on about how clear her skin looked, how thin she felt, how fresh she felt, how much healthier she was. So I was like, okay, whatever you got, I want. So I go stumbling into your clinic and here we go. And there you were. So before we talk about my journey, I want to talk to you about your journey. How did you get into this business of poop? This business of poop. Well, let me tell you. I was born with a poop problem. Uh, Which I read in your bio, by the way. (laughs) This has to do with your small intestine? Yes. For me, small intestine. So I have have a, a, a difficult time digesting food. Okay. So it was always an issue. And right from the time I was born, uh, I couldn't go. So, you know, uh, uh, yeah, couldn't go on my own. 
as a baby, it, it worried my parents, right? As a small child, it upset my parents because of, of the things they had to do to me to make me go. Um, the only option at that time as a young, a young person was to have a, an operation and have some of that small intestine removed, which my parents didn't think was a great idea because it's not the kind of, you know, operation that's, the body doesn't like it. Of course. Our intestines don't like being touched. Um, and when they do something like that, they have to pull it all out, lay it all out on the table, get what they need and then put it all back. So it really upsets the, the entire system. So it just wasn't an option for them because my mom had had such trouble having children to begin with. I was the first to actually survive the birth process. So, um, so they protected me as much as they could. So, okay. So you immediately as a young person became aware mm -hmm. of how important pooping was. Yeah. Because it's uh, an uncomfortable situation to be in, right? So, I mean, all my memories are like of this. Uh, I, I, I joke with my mom now. I said, that was, that was certainly abuse. I said, dad would hold me down and you would put the <laughs> suppository in my bum. And <laughs> I, said, I understood the relief part of it afterwards, but it was pretty traumatizing. Well, also, too, it, it takes that part of you that's almost private mm -hmm. and it makes it so public. Oh, right away. I never had any issue. I have no issues with my bum. But I think that's what makes you so great at your job because when people come in, they don't, you don't make anyone feel weird about what they're going in to get done. And I have never enjoyed conversations more than I have when I'm on your table because I feel like I'm emotionally and physically releasing at the same time. It's almost spiritual. So thank you for having gone through your childhood trauma mm. because I feel like you have brought love into a place where no one has brought love before. It's a tough place to bring love. <laughs> it is. Poop is not always glamorous. So how long have you been, I know you weren't always in this business. So you no. were working in healthcare for a long time. Yeah, you know, it was a, my journey sort of been in 10 year uh, uh, pockets. It's weird. Um, certainly colon hydrotherapy didn't come into my life until my later teens, my much later teens actually. So I managed up until then with other way, other things. Um, and I guess my first sort of health uh, related uh, role was at my uh, salon. I had a, a skincare clinic. And, and you have amazing skin. You have amazing skin. So Thanks. it shows. Yeah. Well, I still look after my skin and my bum now. So <laughs> through, through those years, I got connected with, through a friend. Um, it said, "Had to, you have to go. You have to go because I can't stand to see you on the floor with your knees up any longer. Right. Of course. You need to go see my colon hydrotherapist. And back in those days, there were two clinics in the city. Wow. And they were not so pretty. Um, but I went. And now it's like a glamorous, it amazing helped. thing. Yeah. And I never stopped going. Like it just, it's been a journey. Um, and I use it differently now than I did then. In fact, then it was, you know, to solve a, a problem and an emergency situation, maybe three times a year. Because um, I just didn't understand the whole process and what it could do to me as part of my normal routine. So now it is part of my life. So for anyone listening out there, I personally cannot preach the powers of a proper poop <laughs> loud enough to anybody listening because I didn't think that what my poo was trying to tell me was significant. And I was myself for years, constantly, I was never a day without diarrhea. And I did not understand that this was a signal. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're the same for most people when they get to your office, they've been showing signals of needing to come to see you for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's, I actually wrote down like things that people feel that should get them to go to you. So you can tell me if what the internets tell me is true. Sure. <laughs> so if you're constipated or if you have diarrhea. Yes. So those are the two biggest the two things that keep you going. Also, if you're stressed, angry, or depressed, mm -hmm. I've heard that this is a common um, emotional response to having some issues in the colon. Would you find that to be true? Very much so. Um, when people have treatments, sometimes they have an emotional response. They cry or they get yeah. angry or yeah. they... Yeah. What's so, the most common response? Uh, tears. Of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like a complete release. Then glee. <laughs> 
I think I had, which we're going to get to later, but I think I had one a life-changing moment with you. I left your office at one one of our after one of our sessions and felt like I had let some big emotional baggage go. Yeah. And I was like skipping down the street. Um, eating meat, I heard, is a good reason to go to see you because the body doesn't digest meat as well as it digests other things. Is that true? True. Yeah. For some people, I mean, some people digest meat, don't have an issue with it, but yes, it can cause problems. And in my case, I have a pooch. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the physical representation of a pooch on the body is a signal of what? Um, you know, for a lot of my clients, it is an overloaded colon, right? It's built up in the colon. It's like plaque on your teeth. So it does start to change the shape of your body, usually around the hip area. Which I had mm-hmm. and maybe still have, but do you remember? It's, I can't believe the change in you actually <laughs> in the short time that you've been seeing me. It's amazing. I cannot change. believe how much better I feel, mm-hmm. truly. So I just want to say this is, um, of course, my personal experience, but I wanted everybody out there listening to the Love Jam to listen to the body signals and something so delicate and simple as your daily or not so daily secretions can be such an important factor to your health. And I didn't realize how important until I sat in your office. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm all about feeling healthy. I'm all about putting my best foot forward. And I feel like I reached my rock bottom at the beginning of 2019. I was exhausted and I didn't know what else to do. Um, and trial and error, trial and error throughout the year, I found myself with someone telling me that I had a stomach parasite and then it happened twice. And I didn't realize that this was a thing. I didn't even look up the symptoms. I didn't even imagine a stomach parasite could have ever been in my world, given what I eat and how I live. Right. But here we are. There it was. I see you and I said, hey, Jody, listen, I've been told by a couple different people from a couple different health modalities that I have a stomach parasite. And this is what brought me to your office. And you confirmed it. I did. And not right in the beginning. I mean, we didn't see it for a few treatments, which is sometimes the case. And, you know, we don't always like to talk about that part of it because it scares people. Um, But parasites are such a normal thing for people to have at different levels. So some will live with them forever and not ever have an issue with it. And others will suffer, right? It can suck the life out of you. It can keep you awake at night. It can give you pain. It can give you bloating. There are tons of things that parasites can do to the body. That um, and, And those are all symptoms too that you've probably read on the... You know, internet has plenty of things that are may or may not be true, but parasites are a real thing and we see them a lot, right? It's so funny because you handled it like, oh yeah, same old, same old. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what does it look like? I was beside myself and I am all about the operation. I like seeing and so. That's the most exciting part of our sessions, I think. Is I think that made to- me love you even more because you wanted to see. So we, <laughs> we stopped everything. We stopped it dead in its tracks. And I let you see. <laughs> I love knowing because I, I believe that knowledge is power. So unless you actually get to witness what's happening, what's coming out of you, what's good, what's bad, yeah, you can't learn. And you've taught me so much about eating and you know, even just the certain times of things I'm eating and when, it's helped me understand my elimination process so much Right, better. for you. And yeah. So, and, you know, we do a lot of talking during those treatments because it's not the same for everyone. Um, you know, I'm a meat eater, which no, some people are not. Um, and, and so I have different issues than someone who wouldn't be. Um you know, and you you had a different journey than everyone else has had. So it's it's interesting for me too. Like my day is never boring because everyone's story is so different and, and their symptoms and the things that, that, that show up in their treatment, all different. What so, people eat. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how each of our bodies has its own way of doing things and showing things. Well, when you showed me, when obviously things are coming out. <laughs> yes. So I just want to say, this is the part of the podcast where I get super graphic, so buckle up. There's a tube. 
that gets inserted. Would you? Can we talk about the insertion process and then the sure. tube and then the fact that there's a mirror on the ceiling? Because I love this. <laughs> <laughs> that's old style. That's old style clinic <laughs> having that mirror. But um, you know, people love the mirror or they keep their eyes closed. I mean, that's entirely up to you. I can't take my eyes off the tube. Okay. Yeah. So you put the tube in, you flip down, and then it's basically warm or cooler water being slowly inserted into your colon to flush it. And then there's a tube that shows you what's coming out. Right. So there's an in-tube and an out-tube, which are both attached to a single speculum, we call it, that is inserted. And it's, you know, there are different sizes for different people, so it's not painful. Um, and it can be a little uncomfortable at first until you get used to it. But, um, but I, I think it's a very relaxing treatment. I look Much. forward to seeing you and having these treatments more than I look forward to a facial, quite frankly. <laughs> and I've actually found that my skin looks just as good as I would look after a facial the day after I've had one of these treatments. That glowy thing that happens, It's crazy. Right? Yeah. yeah, we get that afterwards. And that's, I love that. It's mm-hmm. dreams. You didn't tell me that. And then I remember two days later, someone said to me, oh my gosh, your skin is glowing. I'm like... <laughs> is there a connection between this colon therapy and my skin? But it's, <laughs> it's, it's your skin is a direct reflection of what's inside of you, it, right? Always. Your skin will always show you. And that means some people come in uh, simply because they've got a breakout or a, an issues with like eczema or psoriasis. These are things that can show up when your colon is not in the right state. So can you tell me some other things that people will, like if the colon's not in the right state, hmm. what else? What else? Well, there's so much. It's it's such a long list um, that sometimes we don't even realize. Um, so back pain, uh, inflammation, inflammation is huge. Uh, so if you have uh, pain in your fingers or your toes, right, that's a, a big sign that your colon is a bit acidic, maybe a lot acidic, uh, maybe very jammed up because we start to leach toxins back into the body. If the colon is not expelling the things it's supposed to be expelling, then we're trying to deal with that, you know, physically. So if so the fingers and toes thing, can you explain? Fingers and toes are big. So it was a, actually a big, that's a big problem for me. I always know when it's time for me to have my colonic because my fingers start to swell. Wow. And my bunion which, you know, we get as older people, starts to swell and my, you know, my little toe starts to hurt. So those are really, those are my first signs for me. I just need to pause. Mm -hmm. I love this stuff because (laughs) for most people, we disassociate the full body Mm -hmm. from being signals and signs to other things. You know, in Chinese medicine, they show the map of the foot. Yes. And they show the map of the foot being basically a map of the body. Mm-hmm. Same in iridology, when you're looking at the full eye and the iris of the eye and how the iris is the full map of the body. Our entire body is a direct reflection of itself over and over again in certain places. Mm-hmm. And we disassociate the hands and the feet from body parts or organs. So just anybody listening, it's time to start paying attention. Pay attention. And it's so, it's so weird because we do have these tiny little maps all over our body. Right. And we don't, it's all there for us to see and to understand, but we don't listen. We're all so busy, which is, you know, really interesting recently with us all not being so busy, how we're noticing things. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing time. Mm -hmm. Because with time, we sometimes can experience a sense of silence or boredom or peace. And within those like in-between moments or pockets of nothingness, truth can come out. Mm -hmm. And it's our choice to listen to the truth or not. And um, that's one thing that I know I wasn't doing was taking enough time for myself to listen to my body's truth and the things that my body was trying to say. And it was almost like the final piece of a very large puzzle came together when we started to remove things from my colon. Mm -hmm. And it can be. It's sometimes the one thing that's keeping people from losing that extra, you know, we don't like to, it's not a weight loss thing for us, but it, it can stop you from reaching your goals. Yep. 
And, you know, we go to the gym, we, we spend money on all this other stuff. We, uh, you know, private trainers and yoga classes and all these things are great. I do all of these things, but to, there's always a, you know, you just, I just can't get to where that I want to be. It's just that extra five pounds or whatever it is, right? For some, it's a lot more than five, but. For me, it's more than five. Well, but are you finding it easier to sort of take it off now? Like, I just find it's it's a blocker. Well, when I see, when I have you regularly in the schedule, and mm-hmm. I think regular is different for every person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely think when I'm seeing you regularly, that I do have an ability to feel this. For me, it's not even about looking. It's about mm-hmm. the feeling in my body. Yeah. And I know how that feeling feels now. Our little tagline is is clean on the inside, confident on the outside, because it just, it makes you feel, you don't feel your stomach. And I think when um, we get so used to feeling that middle all the time, yes, that we think that's normal. And it's not. It's not. It's, you just shouldn't feel your middle ever. I'm going back to the symptoms. Go back. Yeah. I'm sorry, because I, I get so excited. <gasps> I wrote some down, but I want you to, I want you to, to chime in. Okay. Yeah, sure. Because I just want to say there are so many people in this world that have lots of opinions about everything. Mm-hmm. So there could be naysayers to this whole thing, but myself, I'm a huge advocate. And I just want to shout out to anyone that has any of these symptoms, maybe look into it. So yeah. um, we talked about chronic fatigue a little bit. No? Yeah, fatigue for sure. Yeah. Digestive disorders. Yes. Migraines. That's an interesting one. I have a lot, uh, a lot of clients that come to just, it, it does release some of that pressure. Asthma. Mm-hmm. Big one for me. Which I would never have connected asthma to the colon. Mm -hmm. Um, Constipation, we talked about. Diarrhea, we talked about. Bloating, we've talked about. Yes. Depression. Mm -hmm. Here's one that I find fascinating, especially right now, is allergies. Now, obviously, those are all types of allergies, seasonal and food. Yes. um, Allergies and asthma, very much connected. Um, I went from uh, having lots of allergies as a child, like environmental allergies. So animals, grass that, you know, I spent most of the time uh, in the car because it was air conditioned and it felt better. Um, And then becoming an adult, it turned more of an um, asthma uh, sort of reaction. But now uh, I realize when I'm keeping that my lower extremity, my colon clean, I'm not having those. Like I, I have puffers everywhere because I used to have these upsets all the time. And I, since I actually took over the clinic and I've been more regular with my therapy treatments, I, I haven't had an asthma attack since last February. That's, but see, this is interesting <laughs> how- Longest time ever. The mind-body connection, right? Mm-hmm. Our mind tells us we have this thing. Mm-hmm. But then the body isn't necessarily reacting the way it once did because the body's catching up, but our mind is still thinking we have this thing. We it's have very, this it's thing. so weird and interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It, that And some of these are mystery, like mysteries to me. Uh, uh, some of the things that people feel have been cleared or lessened, right? It's not always, it's gone. It's not a miracle cure for things, but... Um, the 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 amount at which I, I suffer from the things I used to, it, it's so much less or not at all. I got more. I got yeah. more on the what list. What else? Give me another one. Do you like this? Do you I like, do. Do you like that I'm listing this off? Yeah, because I forget. You forget. <laughs> um, infection and inflammation. Mm-hmm. Skin diseases, which you've touched on. Um, fungal diseases. Oh, fungus. Big one. Lyme Big sign. Di- Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Fibromyalgia. And in my case, parasites. Parasites. So <laughs> I... Is that list long enough? I mean, <laughs> there's so many more. It's so weird, the stuff that... Well, I, I learned so much sitting on your table. And one of the things I learned was that emotionally, mm-hmm. I was attached to something that was stuck inside of me. And it wasn't... It's, it's like everything in life. And this is the one thing I love about this practice of learning about the body, the health, the colon, is that it's not just a one session wonderment. It's like everything. You have to stay dedicated to your food and to going for hydrotherapy and exercising. And it's almost like finding the perfect. Yeah. So I urge everyone out there that if you go, don't just stop at one or two or three sessions keep unveiling the layers of the onion because that's one thing I loved. I have to get really graphic here. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. single time I was laying on that table, 
The colors of the tube were different. Remember that one time we got the gallstones or the the kidney stones? Stones, yeah. Which is uh, quite common to have them released through the colon. It's interesting. Um, Because that in itself can cause so many problems for you. If you've got, uh, you know, all your organs are overloaded with things that aren't releasing when they're supposed to be. Like there was a beaver dam of stones (laughs) in my colon. (laughs) Holding something up. And I remember so being so uncomfortable on that session. But when we let that, when that beaver dam finally gave, yeah. which was after many, many sessions. It was. I felt like a million bucks. Yeah. Well, you were carrying that around with you, right? We're even surprised sometimes at the things we see that are just sitting and building, right? And just some things we can't do on our own. So it's nice to have the assistance. The thing I want to talk about is why do we not, you know, when you're a child, there are those kids books that say everybody poops. Yeah. And we talk about it and it's a regular conversation because when you're like you were a baby or a toddler or a small little one that doesn't take action themselves, it's such a topic. Mm -hmm. But then as we grow up, we stop making this topic as normal as it could or should be. And I just wanted to take this moment to take poop Back to the forefront. (laughs) I think we need to talk about our poop more. I think we need to talk about if we have great poop. I think that's such an amazing conversation. Coco, how many times do I talk about my great poops? Uh, All the time. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Coco, you tell me you have good poops sometimes. Um, I have no problem there. I know, but you have to, I'm, I'm calling on you as my man confidant yeah. that you know I talk about this all the time. Well, yeah, you're not shy about it and you realize that it's important. So, yeah. And I'll say, oh my gosh, Coco, I just had a life affirming poop and you just laugh at me. But I, <laughs> well, I, you know what? I think instinctively we, we all know that that's a good thing when that happens. So again, back to the importance of talking about this and Acknowledging it, not just as kids, but as adults. Okay, so before I go on with Jody, do you have any questions for Jody? Do you want to talk to her about poop about it any sort? Uh, not yet. I'm just listening <laughs> no. intently, wondering when I can make an appointment. Oh. Yeah, you're going to have to make an appointment. <laughs> I've been, been telling you, how many times have I told you to go? No, no, it's good. It's good. This is Unbelievable. Good. I, I've, d- I've done it before. I've had... This I've, is actually I, I important. Had, I'll tell you why this is important. Go ahead, Coco. I think I've had about six sessions. Oh. Yeah, but how this, many years ago? This is like 10, uh-huh. no, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And, and I felt good. Um six yeah. all at once? Like no, in God. a really close together? No, probably no. over a period of 2 months. Okay, but Very I close. I can yeah. say I had I had not and I had before I met you, I was in Coco's boat. I had gone years before for colon therapy and this was 10 years before much like you had described, not a popular service. Right. Not a lot of people provided it. I actually drove specifically like an hour plus away to a woman who had a clinic that was highly recommended. And I had gone three or four times, stopped going because of the distance right. and realized that after about four sessions, maybe I was okay and I didn't need to go any further. But that was at a different time in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stressors. Right. Oh. And- travel and planes and compression and food and all sorts of things took a toll on my body. So 10 years later, what I was expelling and what was coming out of my body and what I needed to get rid of was so much greater and deeper than anything I had challenged myself with 10 years before. Right. So Coco, I'm just saying it's time. It's time. Agreed. (laughs) Okay. We hear it all the time. People are using this slogan, just let it go. You know, let it go. Let go of the things that are bothering you. Just let that shit go. Everyone just keeps saying that all the time, right? Yes. That we're talking emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We just got to let that shit go. You know, we got to move on. And I can't help but feel... That for me is that's what we do. Let and, that shit go. And it's so that means something to us at the clinic. But this is you put just let that shit go yeah. to a whole new level. I know. 
And so I think that there must be some incredibly profound things that happen on the table. And I just, tears obviously is a big one, as you've said. Yeah, there are tears. Um, you know, I, I think just some of the things that have happened, um, some of the people I've seen and for reasons I've seen them have been profound. Like I had a young gal come through, her parents brought her actually, um, Early in the summer this year, she had spent seven days in the hospital because of constipation. So this is serious constipation. This is, has been making her sick. You know, she was not able to work. Um, her parents were extremely worried about her, obviously, sitting by her bedside at the hospital where what was being done, and not to say the hospitals don't do the right thing, but they weren't solving the problem. So she was on uh, intravenous and they were giving her enemas, right? And an enema is a different form of, you know, it, it, basically we're cleaning out your rectum and your sort of the lower part of your colon, but we're not cleaning out the colon. So this, they were giving her enemas and nothing was getting fixed. So out of, they, they, they released her because seven days in the hospital, they needed the bed, la, la, la. They didn't think it was a serious issue, right? right? But it is. I mean, this can make you sick. You can die from if your colon explodes or if you have, uh, you know, this, these toxins leaching back into your body. So anyhow, she, they leave her, get her out of the hospital, give her some home remedies. Um, she, you know, goes home. Her parents are so insanely worried. Her mom's been on the internet and finds my clinic. Reads, gets on the website, likes sort of, she liked my, my bio. Um, she felt comfortable with, you know, uh, the rest of the team. And the parents brought her in. Now, so I thought she was much younger before I met her. But anyway, she comes in and she's late 20s. She's got her own business. She's a, a successful young lady. Um, and her parents stay there while we start treating her. And I, you know, I say to them, I, I know what's been going on. I said, you know, I'm not going to guarantee anything here and it may not happen today, but we're going to take the time that we need to get this solved. Anyway, uh, it, you know, we started and it wasn't easy for her, but she'd been sort of having so much pain anyway. We went slowly. I took extra time that day and she had to return. So on the second day, at the end of the hour or hour and a half, I'd been giving her as much time as we needed. It started to happen. And it was, she just started to cry. Like for me, like I, I knew how sick she was and how much pain she was in and that they took a chance on us. It actually scared me a little because I thought, what if I can't help this girl? You know, what if it isn't uh, going to work for her? Anyway, it did. And, and she just, I mean, I, the relief on her face, just knowing that things are starting to happen. I, I don't know. I, I can't, it's hard for me to even talk about because her parents, just her mother just fell into my arms when I came out and said, it's, you know, it's happening. It's, it's such, it's, it's such an important part of the human body. Yeah. And, and I could feel her, you know, we do a lot of massage and feeling around of the colon before we start with anyone just to see where they may have a blockage or an issue, because I want to know too what I'm dealing with, um, just so that I can sort of give them a proper heads up as to how it might feel or how long it might take. And uh, it just, it was like a bumpy, rocky road. And I know that feeling because I've had it, right? So, but that, I think probably for as long as um, I've had the clinic anyway, which hasn't been long, that was an amazing turning point for me because I really got to see someone have life-saving relief from it. And it's interesting that when you see a young person with this problem, in your case, I'm sure you had great empathy for her mm. because you, you live that. Mm -hmm. And so you knew that you needed that kind of help too. And that's, I, you know, people know. That's why mm -hmm. she read your bio and she immediately connected because she knew you were the right person that would give her daughter the care that she needed. The care, yeah. And for patience uh, too, right? Oh, uh, we need patience. I mean, the, you know, this clinic um, has been, been here for 11 years. Um, it, it's a, 
a good clinic and they've, they've helped a lot of people. Um, but we've sort of changed the way that we do things and we're spending more time with people now because we're not just getting you in and getting you out. You're not get on the table. You've got 45 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. take your, <laughs> have your poop and go. We actually spend the time with each person talking about the sort of the history of it and why they're there. Some people are just there for a quick cleanup, but some people really want to understand. So we do a lot of educating for our clients so that when they leave, they can actually be looking after things, you know, but outside you do it of the clinic. Every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, having gone as many times as I have now, I never feel like you're getting me in and getting me out. I always feel like you're giving me time. And some days are longer than others. And sometimes it's same old, same old. And other days it's just, we're both blown away. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the journey and that's what's so beautiful about you. And that's what I love about you. And that's why I wanted you to do Love Jam because <laughs> you do bring love to a place where it's hard to bring love. Yeah. You know, love, loving that part of yourself and accepting that part of yourself is accepting a lot of choices you've made. You know, that's the thing I think about is, Before I got on your table, I made a lot of choices that got me there. Right. And so now I have to own my choices and start making those changes. In my case, you know, you gave me some protocols and some interesting things to try. I started to get really, really, really avid with my chlorophyll. Right. So putting chlorophyll in my water like crazy and really, really upped my probiotics. Mm-hmm. What else could people do other than chlorophyll, getting more greens in the system, probiotics? Like what would you say is a great way to keep a happy colon? Happy colon. Well, you know, it, everything, it, it's about what goes in our mouth. Obviously, it starts there. Um We have to be careful about what we put in our mouth. And I think uh, we don't really pay enough attention to that. We're so overwhelmed by all the fun things that we can (laughs) eat, (laughs) which, you know, tastes good. And um, a lot of those things aren't great for us. Now, we don't, you know, I don't preach, um, don't do this, don't do that. That is not my style because I want people to be comfortable and have fun in their lives. So let we go from the moderation standpoint. Um, But we have to understand that, you know, we need to have hydration in our body, which, right, is our water. Yep. We need to have lubrication, which is what a lot of people forget about because we are a machine. So if you think about it from a, if you're a car engine, right, you need your oil, you need your water. Those are two very important things. And Um, oil, when you say lube, we're talking about omegas. We're talking about. Omegas, yeah. So if you're taking, you you know, we want to make sure you're at least taking your fish oils or some kind of an oil supplement to, you know, to get that in there or, and that you're eating proper foods with lots of oil. So you can be eating your, the proper kinds of fish or your avocados or, you know, however you get those. Okay. So avocados, fish oils, what else? Yeah. uh, Nuts. There are certain nuts that uh, make a lot of sense. Oh, my favorite uh, is the pumpkin seed. You got me on the pumpkin seeds. (laughs) whole ground baked. I mean, pumpkin seeds have uh, just a, they're probably the the best seed or nut that you could put in you. Um, PSA. Also very good for your parasites. Yeah. PSA, public service announcement to anyone (laughs) who has any stomach conditions or is looking for the perfect snack, pumpkin seeds. Yeah. That'll, uh, that'll clean you out quickly. Um, Yeah. They push a lot of things out of you. Anyway, I, I don't like to, um, we're back to parasites again. How did we get there? Because you're talking about hot tips. I mean, listen, yeah. the parasite thing, I know it freaks a lot of people out. No one likes to hear it. Sounds really freaky. It sounds science fiction, but that's the human body. We're all sci-fi. Yeah, we're all. We got, oh, we have tons of things living on us. Our skin is covered in little wonderful things that keep us safe from harm. Um, and you know, we go on rubbing our skin and washing it off and catching funny things because we're over scrubbed and over cleaned. Um, oh, which brings me to a very good point. Um, and I think people worry about colon cleansing because they think it cleans out all the good stuff. Good right? topic. This is great. Cause this is one of the naysayer things. Yeah, I just, Absolutely. I, you yes. know what? While, while you're on that, I have a question. Yes. 
I'm sure other people listening to this are going to, maybe it's going to cross their mind. So, um, you know, I went for a colonoscopy a while ago. Right. I'm glad I did. And I had, I had to take this crazy laxative prior to the colonoscopy. <laughs> and I saw the pictures after my colon was completely clean. So what is the difference between a colon hydrotherapy and going to the drugstore and getting this crazy... Purgative. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. what's, what's the difference, advantage, disadvantage? And well, then we're going to get back to the stripping of all the good things. Stripping of the good things. Well, there are <laughs> stripping. The purgatives, we don't like an oral laxative of any kind because it really upsets the digestive system right from top to bottom. So, and especially if, if you start living on things like that and people get addicted to those things, because how, how good do you feel after a colonoscopy? Oh, uh, yeah. Amazing. Right? Yeah. You feel amazing for quite some time because you're clean. But it is so uh, um, rough on the system and it takes a lot of time to, for that to all calm down. Like so many people have trouble with that, especially that, that cleanup. Right. Um, because it is so tough on your system. And, you know, just the way it makes you purge, it's so intense. It's like a scour sponge. Yeah. So not good. And so if we were to do that all of the time, we would be training our bodies to not to work properly, right? Our, certainly our colon, the muscles of the, of the colon would be very weakened by that state, right? So we want to work the colon muscles. We want to train it how to, uh, we want that peristaltic, like that natural peristaltic action to be working and moving. It's just like a, a pumping, right? But when we take something orally, that all goes away. It just pushes everything out. It just, it's a ter- it's terrible. It's really, really bad for you. So, so if you're saying, you. so yes, that's not mm-hmm. the ideal not form. Not the ideal form. But when you hear people say hydra or colon hydrotherapy isn't good because it's stripping away. Right. Like this would be. bacteria. You're saying, what are you saying? I'm saying our bodies have this um, natural uh, and efficient way of putting good things back. But if we don't have, if, if we're just full of bad, we're not, we don't have any good anyway. So what we do is gently remove and it's just water. So we're not scouring with bleach or any kind of chemical. We're just using a filtered water to gently um, train the colon to do its work. So the, the little pumping action that we we. Uh, that we do during our colonic, you know, when I, I manipulate the tube a little bit, that's telling the colon that that's what it's supposed to be doing. So I'm mimicking that natural movement of the colon because it, once we have... Sort uh, of like a pumping feeling. Like a pumping feeling. And, and you actually, you feel that during your treatment sometimes. When your colon starts to work, that tube starts to move on its own. And that's you and what I, we want to see. Or I should say <laughs> you and excited. my colon, you guys have figured out a beautiful, delicate dance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's nice, right? I'm leading, right? It's following. Um, but my intent is for it to follow. Or and it to, does. It to, it to lead, right? Eventually, I want it to lead and me, for me just to see it going. I'm, oh, there it goes. Because I, you know, I always cheer you on, right? But you always call it out too when it's happening, which is really exciting. Because yeah. then you're like, oh, there, there it is. Go. There's your colon doing its job, there you know? You and, you know, and and when I, I think you've had a sufficient cleaning, I say, well, we'll see you. I'll see you in six weeks, eight weeks, three months, whatever it is, right? When you need to come back, you come back. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to over cleanse you. I want your body to be doing its work, doing its work and doing it on its own. So, you know, for me, having been having colonics for over 30 years now, I don't have any issues with good bacteria. Never have, you know, everything's fine. I mean, uh, my body is working. It's working better than it ever has. But I will say this is because you're conscious of what you're eating. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a full health, the colon, the body. Our, everything is a full yeah, we, spectrum of things that we need to do as a person yes. to create health. It's not just cleaning our colon. It's not just eating right. It's not just taking all these supplements or making sure we have the fat. It's the full spectrum. It's the full spectrum. You can do, really, you can stay in 
pretty good shape and good health just by eating whole foods, right? Watching very carefully what you pick up at the grocery store or at your market or wherever that is. Um, Cooking at home, really important. I think a lot of people are learning that right now, especially with this climate that we are living through. Uh, We're doing a lot of cooking at home and I bet people are starting to realize how much better they feel after having had a home cooked meal rather than having a takeout. I am living that right now. Right. You you don't think I look the same. Uh, I I can't get over the change since I last saw you. Bright and beautiful as always, but just there's a brightness and a clearness about your skin right now too. Well, it's I have to say it's home cooked meals. Mm, because so I've been, you know, on the road. My my schedule has not permitted me to be at home as much eating as many home cooked meals. Your stress level is down. Your you everything, know, all of these things, and all of those things have an impact on us as a human, as a whole, and certainly on our colon. Being a longtime drinker of alkaline water myself, mm-hmm. I've been drinking alkaline water for over 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I have become very self-aware of alkalinity or acidity in the body. And I'm always sort of combating what I think could be acidic to what I know could be alkaline so that I am aware of sort of that keeping balance. the balance. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that's something else that really does help the colon quite a bit mm-hmm. is hydration and alkaline hydration. And it's not just alkaline water, but it's obviously vegetables and green and chlorophyll because when it's hydrated, then the colon is not as acidic and it's mm-hmm. more willing to release. It's able to work. And the colon doesn't work alone, right? It's, I mean, there's a support from the liver, from the gallbladder, from the, you know, the stomach the, and all these, the pylorus and everything that happens from the time you swallow a piece of food till it gets to your colon. There's a lot of things that happen. But if the colon, the end part is not in good shape, all the stuff in between has to work even harder. And so it's just this, and then you start to break down, right? Yeah. <laughs> you continually put stuff in and it's not it's not going through right. It's not coming out right. And then it's just this thing. It just starts getting stuck in the middle and everything starts to break down. Coco? Question. Mm. What does chlorophyll do? Chlorophyll is a healer. Um, you know, it, it, it does so much. So, and this is another thing that people don't believe that it does, but, and it may not. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a healer, um, but it does. It, it helps with um, red blood cell right? Building the red blood cell count, which is a very good for, um, for building. So, and we always want to be putting back good things. So, and it's like chlorophyll, you get, if a plant doesn't have chlorophyll, it won't be green, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a, that's for, well, uh, chlorophyll is actually one molecule away from red blood cells. <laughs> in in uh, World War One, if they didn't have enough blood Really, this is true. To give to the wounded soldiers, they would give them chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a healer and it's a blood builder. So yeah. right. Does so, it ever go bad? Because I have you're gonna laugh at me, but I have some pretty old chlorophyll and I just keep drinking that shit because I'm like, you know, it can't be that bad, even though it's expired. Uh, I don't, I, you know, you're I'm not the gonna worst condone. one for expiries because I never so throw is cocoa. Stuff yeah, so I is just, cocoa. That, that <laughs> expiries are put there, uh, you know, for our protection. It's the best before dates, right? That, yep. it's, it's that. It doesn't mean it's gone bad. If you've looked after it and cared for it the way that you should, it should be fine. I mean, I don't, might not take um, a prescription drug that had expired five years ago. Of course. That seems a little bit dangerous. But for anyone but looking for chlorophyll, any health food store, you can take it in pill form or liquid form. Liquid form. Any of your greens are full of chlorophyll. Uh, it's also a good binder. It binds to things that, that others, you know, and helps to draw them out. A so. hundred years ago when I met Coco, he got me on chlorophyll. Just mm. so you know, Coco. Yeah, but I didn't know how it was related to what we're talking about. I just felt that it was probably a good thing to take. Yeah. You've gotten off the horse, though. It's time to get back on the chlorophyll horse. (laughs) Yeah, true. So anyone out there, and you can get it in minty flavor, which I love. So chlorophyll with a little bit of a mint hint, throw that in your water, give it a little, and it just, you you taste fresh. Your breath tastes fresh. fresh. It helps with uh, body odor. It's a good one if you suffer from 
B.O. B.O. Listen, yeah. we're covering all the hot topics. Poop, <laughs> B.O., anything that no one wants to talk about, anything that stink pot, all that we're going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Speaking of things that you take, uh-huh. uh, your gut biome, your, your microbiome, what, mm-hmm. do you recommend people take probiotics or probiotics and prebiotics? And, and what's the best way to get them? There's some discussion about prebiotics. Um, because it's becoming the next the next big thing. Um, prebiotics, uh, you should be getting from your food if you're, right? I mean, really, probiotics uh, are something that we, we don't always, it's hard to get. So it's the one thing that I do want people to be taking, especially if they're coming for their treatments. Uh, probiotics really is, is a big assist for the digestive system. Um, I just knew I was going to see you today and I took a bunch. <laughs> you took a bunch? <laughs> I'll just take a handful. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing Jody. You know, I'm going to talk to Jody. I should take my uh, probiotics. And the, and the bottles are always like 50 billion. Yes. Like, well, that's not enough. I need 100, 100. billion. <laughs> I really want to have a good poop tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Prebiotics. Well, yeah, prebiotics. We, I don't, I, I don't talk about them very much because um, I try to help people get eating properly. Like I want, you know, really would like people to really be paying attention to their food and and prebiotic is uh, is better had in a food farm. Yeah, if you if you just go Google it, there are Google a it. huge list of foods uh, that will give you all the prebiotics you need. Speaking yeah. of food. I hate to cut you off, no, but you know okay. what I love about some of the sessions, if you're talking about food, mm-hmm. eating properly, that you were going to do a post with people's secretions and the rainbow of colors that comes <laughs> out of people's butts. Yes. Yeah, we were taking some video and some pictures of uh, people's, uh, oh, it's it's magical the colors it's that can magical come out. yeah yeah they can be it can, it's a rainbow it's actually we we're thinking about um the month of june and it's pride month and and making uh, all the colors in the rainbow a through poo the tube, tube. <laughs> yeah because i was a doing poo a, rainbow uh, i know i would love for you to make a poo tube rainbow picture for me because like i that? will post that with this podcast i'm going to i um, really want people to understand <laughs> that what you eat you, what, you are what you eat has been an old expression that we've all heard. But it's not until you're laying on a table with a tube up your butt and you're watching the things come out of you that you really get up front, close and personal with your choices. And I said this earlier, and I'm going to say it again. I have watched some stuff come out of me and you're like, oh, pretty acidic down there. Oh, you're dehydrated. Oh, you know, there's a lot of, oh. And I'm like, oh, shit, she's right. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, so we do. We talk about all this stuff. Well, I want you to understand that too, right? So I, I don't just want to be barking things all the time. This is what's happening. That's what's happening. I want, I actually like that that conversation that we have with our clients about why it's happening and, you know, tweak a few things. Like I don't like to change someone's entire uh, lifestyle, right? We just talk about a few things that you might change very, very simply um, and then see what happens next time. And once you start to see those changes, it's much easier to incorporate, you know, those things into your sort of daily lifestyle, whether it's just taking the pop that you're drinking out of your, you know, out of the equation. Um, it's usually just one or two little things, right? Because most people that come to the clinic are already practicing some sort of a healthy, you know, walk in their life. Um, but there might just be a few things that don't quite work for them. Yeah. Do you ever request people eat things so that their poo will be a certain color? Like, could you eat more beets <laughs> so your poo's I, pink? Uh, well, sometimes I have clients that warn me, oh, I had beets this week. Just, and, oh, yes, you did, right? Because <laughs> I took a lot of turmeric, just so you know, yeah. and my poo could be orange or yellow. I see. I love that. Obviously, know, being fun. a color person, I'm into that. <laughs> I know. I, I, you know, we have to have fun. This is not like, it's not, it, this job that I do is not for everyone. So I have to have fun with it. And I do. Because for me, when I see you feeling better and I watch the changes happening with you, it makes me feel very happy. Well, there's this line that my mother always used in my childhood, and it was always a place of pain or she would call it a scar. Mm -hmm. So this thing that as a youngster you would be upset about or would be something you don't want to talk about. And um, we all have our scars. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has their scars. And my mom, I know with some of my scars, would come into my room and say, Tiff, let's turn your scars into stars. Mm. 
And that's how I feel about you. I feel like you have turned your scars into stars and you have truly taken something that was such a debilitating, difficult thing for you. Mm -hmm. And you've helped so many people get in touch with their bodies, discover what wellness can feel like, not look like, but feel like. Even the stories you tell me about your own mother and her back pain and just every single time I lay on your table, I'm always so grateful to be there. So lucky that you're available to me and that I could have this service and that I have an opportunity to be well and feel better. Mm -hmm. And you do that for so many people. And it's not, it's a dirty job, man. And it's not a glamorous job. (laughs) It's not a glamorous job. But you bring love into it. And you bring love to everybody that you touch. And you make them feel like everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that no matter what they've done from the day that they meet you forward, you know, they're going to make a healthy choice to be better, feel better. And that's love. Self-love is making all those healthy choices. And you practice that and you teach that self-love. We try. Yeah, for sure. So thank you. Well, thank you. I mean it. Uh, you meant, do I have time? Yeah. You mentioned my mother because <laughs> my mother is one of these great success stories. Um, I love this story, by the way. I'm, I'm happy that you <laughs> want to talk about it because well, this one gets me. Yeah. Yeah. It gets me too because my mom turned 80 um, a year ago. So she was my first, she's my oldest client. You know, because I think um, people don't think about those things at that time in their life. My mom had her whole life behind her. She had been having no problems with that part of her body ever. Pooping. Mm -hmm. No No pooping. No, my mom, I I, I go to the bathroom three times a day. I'm fine. But at 80 and her 80th birthday, she went on a cruise. A lot of bad press about cruises right now. And here's some more. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. She came home so sick, right? This was her 80th birthday. She went on this big trip with her girlfriend, two 80-year-olds on this ship, party hard. Uh, came home really not well. I've never seen my mom like that. Her middle was so bloated. And my mom's a tiny little thing. She had this huge girth and a like I said to her, I understand that it's an all-you-can-eat buffet 24-7, but that is insane, right? Like, she just looked like a completely Doubled different person size. to me. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, but I'm not well. And she said, I, I didn't know what to do or where to go. And I called the doctor, but she's, you know, she's just not, she doesn't know what's happening. And I've booked some tests and la, la, la. She goes, I, I just feel like um, I need to come and see you. And I said, well, of course, please please come and see me. And for my mom to say that at 80, when she's, you know, really thinks that what I'm doing is kind of weird and, and strange, she came in and we started a process with her. And, it, and it's not an easy one when you've got that many years on you, right? But it's never too late. We discovered um, as we started to go and we went uh, every other day she was in and we treated her and we started to see some things that I've never seen, actually. Uh, and had she gone to the hospital, I think um, she may not have made I, it. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's the last place you actually wanted to be when you're. Well, what I found interesting when you were telling me the story was that the pain and the discomfort itself is manifesting in her back. And her back. Yeah. Like and my mom had, yeah, had these ongoing back issues. So she um, had been using a cane uh, before she went on her cruise. I mean, there was something building up and leading up to this. And but when she came back from that trip, it was just so much worse. And so anyway, we get going. Um, so we realized that she had a terrible parasitic issue. Um, the things that we saw, like I, I wouldn't show them to anyone because it would scare. I saw them. Most people. I did show you. I, I had know, to see it. Because you love this stuff. <laughs> I live for it. 
My mother, I, I, I've never, like now she's like this spry, no more cane, uh, like her, a lot of her back issue where she was, you know, had sciatica and was getting shots in her back. And she's having all, all this terrible stuff going on. She's now free and clear of that um, and a regular client of the clinic. Like she just wants to keep everything moving and going through and keep it clear because she saw some things that she never expected to see and didn't know that she had inside her. It was crazy. And plus, we're dealing with 80 years of buildup, right? And it takes a while. And that's why you can't just go to one or two or three sessions and expect that it's going to do the work because there's so many years. So many years. So we start with that, right? If you're 40, uh, I say, you know, three to four treatments probably, like one, one hour for every 10 years of your life is basically what we sort of gauge it at. And that's, you know, it could be less, it could be more. Um, But that usually is pretty close. So my mom did uh, nine treatments. But she's still feeling the after effects of health and feeling like oh, yeah, she like, got rid of something so extreme. Yeah. And it was hard for her. It was hard. I bet. She just kept going and kept going. She did not want to be hospitalized for whatever was happening. And she trusted that whatever was happening, because it was in her gut. She knew it was because everything had changed. She wasn't going to the bathroom anymore, whereas she had a you know, a beautiful time all her life with this thing. But I feel like it's a part of why it's a process and you could correct me, but the way I looked at even my stuff was that it it's almost a cycle of dropping. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening in your upper colon and in your stomach mm-hmm. has to have time to work itself down as you're clearing out the lower colon. And so I kind of, especially with my parasitic situation, I kept feeling like more room I'm making down below the clearer yeah. the passage would be for them to exit. Yeah. I mean, and and it happened. Yeah. It took time, but we did it. Yeah. We don't know where they are sometimes. Sometimes they're in your stomach. Sometimes they're in your small intestine. Sometimes very clearly in your large intestine or your colon. Um, but they will move through quickly if you start to change that environment. I hate to be all woo-woo hippie, but I really feel like there's something spiritual to your work. Hmm. Well, I really do. You. Well, um, yeah, we're spiritual beings, right? We are, but you help people let that shit go. Yeah, it's important. (laughs) Let's let that shit go. (laughs) Coco? Yes, Tiffany? Is this the longest conversation you've ever heard me have about poop? Yeah. Well, (laughs) Jody, I can't thank you enough, truly, because you've really, you have humored the crap out of me, literally, in every way, because I love talking about poop. Well, it's all related to health and well-being. It's part of it. We shouldn't be shy about it, talking about it. So to all my friends out there listening, talk about your poop. Take Get a poop, in. <laughs> look in the bowl, have a look-ski at what's going on in the bowl. What, what are we looking for before we wrap this up? What's a good healthy poop look like in the bowl? Good healthy poop. Oh, actually, it looks a lot like your little puppy. Here. Puppy? Like it looks like poppy. That's so funny. So brown, a nice solid. brown. Yeah, not too dark brown and not too light brown. So some a medium brown, like a brownie. Yeah, it should be holding together. It should look like a small sausage, maybe um, you know, <laughs> small sausage. four yeah, okay. inches. Yeah, yeah, like a little, like a four inch sausage uh, that's holding together. So it shouldn't be rough, uh, rough on the outside. It should have a smooth finish. It should come out clean. Yep. Right. And that's rare for most people, but it should be as close to that as possible. So if it's really rough around the edges or falling apart, then there's something quite not quite right. If certainly if it's mm-hmm. loose, not right. And if it's hard um, and dark, not right. You know. <laughs> so take a look at your poop, inspect the bowl. Mm-hmm. Have a look-ski at how you're you're feeling. Um, we're going to touch our lower colon. We're just going to massage around. And I would say look for someone that's around you that can help you should you feel like any of these issues that we've discussed or anything that we're saying really resonates, rings a bell, makes us feel like this is something we should pursue. So mm-hmm. anyone living in the Toronto area or anyone ever coming to visit Toronto, anyone that wants to make a trip to Toronto, Jody's clinic is in the beach area, which is beautifully located just a block from the lake. And um, could you tell the people where to find you? Where to find me at Queen and Hammersmith. Yeah. What's the address? 2251 Queen Street East. And what's your website? My website is www.vitalifeclinic.com. So Vital Life Clinic peoples, that's where I have gone to be healed. Um, I can't say enough about you and your clinic and my experience. And I 
it's like Christmas morning every time I can go and have an appointment with you. So thank you for giving me that feeling of health and that joy in an unexpected place. 70% of the human immune system lives in the colon. In the colon. Say that again in the microphone, Coco. 70% of the immune system lives in the colon. Mm -hmm. Coco, anything else you want to? Get your shit right. (laughs) Get your shit together, people. Well, (laughs) friends, you heard it here first. We love you. We want you to get your shit right. So go find your most local colon hydrotherapist. And if you can see Jody, because she is the absolute best person, therapist, colon cleanser, lover, educator, human I have met who has really helped me turn my corner. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you've done for me and everything you've done for everybody that you've touched. Uh, You're welcome. I love you. Thank you. I wouldn't be here without you supporting, commenting, and subscribing. So thank you so much. Delta Fawcett Canada, again, here we are, season three. What a ride. We would not be making this magic happen without you. And of course, the sexiness, the sounds, the music in the mix. Coco, you are the man. We are always together. And if it's not here on the podcast, you can check me out on my website, tiffanypratt.com, or you can check out my Instagram, at the Tiffany Pratt. But either way, friends, I'll see you on the flip side. I know we're going to be together again, and I'm sending you my deepest gratitude and all the glittering rainbow love. I love you. Okay, bye.